Hey everyone and welcome back to the Gens Nation podcast. My name is Justin Walters and the holiday season is fast approaching, but that doesn't mean the OHL schedule has slowed down in any way, shape or form. These past couple weeks have been a very interesting one for the Oshawa Generals. In this episode, we're going to recap the final four games of their five-game homestand to wrap up the month of November. They completed a trade with a Western Conference team and... There's a guy named Callum Ritchie. I don't know if you've heard of him. I'm assuming you've heard of him, but he's doing some things in the Capital City Challenge that we have to talk about. So all of that will be talked about in this episode. I don't want to waste any more of your time, but let's get right into it. The Oshawa Generals just completed a five-game homestand. We talked about the first game in that homestand last episode, but the final four in this episode we're going to be starting on november 19th a friday night at tribute community center as the north bay battalion come into town and the north bay battalion for a team that's up north so maybe you know you don't hear as much about a team like this they are an offensive juggernaut led by brandon co this team and well brandon co and kyle jackson i gotta give credit to kyle jackson as well both these players are leading one of the best offenses in the ontario hockey league they visit the Oshawa Generals. The Generals, at this point, have lost two straight games. They're looking to snap that streak. Patrick Lieber in net for the Generals. Let's discuss a little bit about this game. In the first period, Ryan Gagne opens the scoring with his seventh of the season off of a nice feed by Dawson McKinney, a one-timer, and it's one nothing Oshawa. Then, quickly... Eh, well, not actually quickly. About 10 minutes later, I, meant, I looked at that 19-25 into the first period i saw quickly but no that's actually just with 35 seconds left in the first north bay ties it up 1-1 into the second period north bay takes a 2-1 lead before rookie callum ritchie yes he's still he's still with the generals at this point in time tough timeline here but callum ritchie assisted by ty tulio and Leighton moore on the power play callum picking up a rebound off of a shot by ty tulio makes it a 2-2 hockey game however north bay would showcase that offensive ability that they have kyle jackson with his 11th of the season brandon co gets his first point of the game with an assist on that one and that would eventually be the game winner winner as petrov puts it into the empty net about with about yeah about minute 10 left in the first i'm sorry in the third period empty net goal with patrick lever out on the bench for the extra attacker brandon co gets another assist on that one and the north bay battalion hand the oshawa generals their third straight loss and with the standings as tight as they are in the eastern conference in the ohl three straight losses that brings you down quite a bit that makes it look a little bit more bleak than it actually is but in the same sense a couple wins in a row makes you climb the standings a lot more than maybe you even anticipated so stretch you know streaks are going to be it's a very streaky league the ohl and the oshawa generals right now not playing um, as good as they want to be, and they need to right the ship quickly. Two nights later, though, Shane Wright makes his first appearance at Tribute Community Center as the Kingston Frontenacs come to play the Oshawa Generals. Again, the Generals entering this game now on a three-game losing streak, and honestly, things don't start off very well. Eight minutes into this one, Francesco Acuri gets his sixth of the season, assisted by Lucas Edmonds. Again, one of the best offensive players in this league. I don't know if he gets enough credit because of the fact that Shane Wright is on this team and he's going to bring all the media attention whenever Kingston visits somewhere. But Lucas Edmonds is a heck of a player. one nothing Kingston early, but then Matthew Buckley on a great four-checking shift on a line with him, Kevin Needens, and Cooper Way. Phenomenal four-check leads to a goal by Matthew Buckley in the, in the second period now. Makes it a 1-1 game. However, just under just about four minutes later, Lucas Edmonds with his 10th of the season gives Kingston the lead again 2-1. 
And then shorthanded in the third period of all players joining the rush off of a couple of, I think it was a giveaway by Kingston, Cooper Wade, Kevin Eden's hookup. They try to get a goal. It rings off the post, but who's there to pick up the rebound into the empty net? It's Nikita Parfenyuk, just like you probably guessed. <laughs> his first ever OHL goal. The smile on his face after he scored that goal was unbelievable. After the game, head coach Todd Miller talked about how you know, Nikita does have some great offensive instincts. I think he was maybe focusing on trying to get Nikita to learn the defensive side of the game at the OHL level, but he wants to see him use his offensive abilities a bit more and him joining up on the shorthanded rush, understanding that that was a good time to pinch, and it was a great goal. And Nikita was obviously thrilled to score that one 2-2 in this game. However, just a few minutes later, Maddox Callens breaks free and snipes one past Patrick Levin to make it a 3-2 game and the clock is ticking down and it's ticking down 3-2 Oshawa looks like they're on the verge of losing their fourth straight game to a division rival it's not looking very good however with just under sorry just over a minute left in the third period Patrick Lever out of the net an offensive zone face off it's one it's a bit of a scramble actually puck comes loose in comes Brett Harrison Fires one home, and it's a tie game. The crowd to its feet, an electric goal with just a minute and six left on the clock. Brett Harrison with his ninth of the season. A huge goal is an understatement for the Oshawa Generals. They end up heading into overtime tied. That's at least a point, and they enter overtime on the power play. And on that power play, Callum Ritchie, Leighton Moore passing the puck around, and Ty Tulio sneaks into the open hash marks, gets a pass, Fires a slap shot one-timer past the goaltender. This crowd erupts at Tribute Community Center. I was there. That was an electric, electric atmosphere in overtime. And Ty Tulio sent them into a frenzy as they snap their losing streak. Tulio with his sixth goal of the season. His first point of this game. For a guy who scores so many points, that was only his first point of the game. But the Oshawa Generals are back into the win column, pick up two points on a Kingston front. Well, I guess one point because Kingston gets a point in overtime. But they get two points, a big two points for them to remain relevant and not relevant, but moving up, hopefully, the Eastern Conference standings. And it was it's just a huge momentum changer when you can win a game in overtime like that with so much emotion. Ty Tulio obviously showing a ton of um, emotion, skates to center ice and is surrounded by his teammates as the crowd goes crazy. A massive, massive win for the Oshawa Generals. They snap their losing streak. And now we move to the next Friday. There is no Callum Ritchie in the lineup for this one. Callum Ritchie is in Ottawa for the Capital City Challenge. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on in the podcast because, trust me, he's worth discussing in that tournament. But right now, the Generals enter this game with no Callum Ritchie. So that's obviously one of their big three centers alongside of Brett Harrison and Ryan Gagne out of the lineup. So by committee, they will need to make up for his absence in this game. They get off to a terrific start. Maybe the momentum from the last game carried over. Brett Harrison, who um, tied the game late in the game against Kingston, opens the scoring in this one, assisted by Ty Tulio and Ryan Gagne on the power play. one nothing Oshawa. Just under three minutes later, Andrew Witten with his first OHL goal assisted by Luke Torrance and Daniel Michaud. Daniel Michaud is somebody, again, who Todd Miller has been getting more and more trust in and has been more impressed with as of late. Maybe a bit of a shaky start to the season, but Michaud has definitely upped his game in the past week or two. But yeah, Andrew Witten with his first of his OHL career. Uh, career. Great to see that go in. 
And then as every single time it seems against the Ottawa 67s, they get these little four, five, six minute bursts of offense and they just come at the Oshawa Generals and they just can't seem to handle them. Three goals by the Ottawa 67s in under five minutes before the end of the first period. The game goes 3-2 into the first period and in the first intermission, Todd Miller, he sits down, he talks with Patrick Lever, reassures him he's staying in the net. They trust him. They know he's going to be able to bounce back. Not the greatest end to the first period. And the team gives him their vote of confidence as well. And that seems to do wonders because I'll tell you right now, 31 shots combined in the second and third period, Patrick Lever did not allow another goal. He shut the door for 31 straight saves after the first period and that's exactly what the generals needed because it took all the way to the third period but they did find the equalizer as ryan gagne assisted by dawson mckinney and blake smith gagne's eighth of the season and it's a 3-3 game and both teams had some chances not a ton of high danger chances i would say in the third period both teams making sure that the shots are coming from the outside that both goaltenders patrick lever and will cranley can see the puck and we head to overtime and for the second straight game the generals bring the crowd to its feet this time it's brett harrison he finds a loose puck that squeaked through will cranley in the crease he pots it home late more in titulio with the assists brett harrison has two goals in this game two massive goals back-to-back home game overtime wins for the oshawa generals that's exactly what the doctor ordered i can tell you that right now and all of a sudden, the Gens have won two in a row. The momentum is back on their side. They're climbing up the Eastern Conference standings. And Ottawa has been a team that has given them trouble, not just this season, but in past seasons. And this was a huge, huge win against the 67s here. This is a team they're trying to catch in the standings. The 67s are a couple points up on them. Even after this game, Oshawa has games in hand. This is a team that Oshawa is hunting down in the standings. And this is a massive win. Again, it would have been great to win in regulation, eliminate Ottawa, and I guess Kingston in the last game from getting a point. But regardless, four points, the possible uh, four out of four possible points for the Oshawa Generals here in these last two games. They win both of them in overtime in dramatic fashion. And the momentum is on their side heading into the final game of their five-game homestand. And this time they have the division leading, the East Division leading, I should say, Hamilton Bulldogs in town and who's back in net for the oshawa generals it's zachary papuzakis he hasn't played since mid-october and he's been out with an injury but he makes his return to the lineup in this one let's see how he does but it is hamilton who strikes first in this one ryan humphrey opens the scoring 12 16 into the first period but then just under a minute later it's ryan stepien he's a name you're going to want to watch out for this game ryan stepien with his 12th of the season by assisted by ryan gagne and dawson mckinney like I said, under a minute later, makes it 1-1. But then a minute un- after that, it's Hamilton's Avery Hayes. This is by Logan Morrison. who that was more, uh, Morrison has an assist on both the first two goals. Keep that in mind. And Gavin White. That's a minute less. Uh, sorry, under a minute after Stepien's goal. And now it's 2-1 Hamilton. And that's how it would not only go into the first intermission, but it would go into the second intermission. Still... 2-1, but I'll tell you what, the goals came fast and furious in the third period. Ryan Stepien with his second of the game, game assisted by Leighton Moore and Brett Harrison on the power play, just 5-23 into the third period, ties it up 2-2, Stepien's third, second goal of the game. 
And then Hamilton gets some power plays. Oshawa has a bit of trouble staying disciplined. Avery Hayes, Nathan Steos, George Diaco. Two out of those, the first two of those three were on the power play, but three straight goals for the Hamilton Bulldogs give them a 5-2 lead, and it takes the air out of the building. You can hear a pin drop. However, Luke Torrance gets one back with with just um what's what's 1643? I guess that's three yeah, 317 left in the third period. Luke Torrance gets one assisted by Nikita Parfenyuk. That's a duo, I guess most people wouldn't guess would link up for a goal, but they do. Makes it 5-3, and it gives a little bit of life back into the building all of a sudden. And then Zachary Papuzakis is on the bench for an extra attacker, and Ryan Stepien scores his first scores a goal to earn himself his first ever OHL hat trick assisted by Leighton Moore Moore's second assist on that one but all the attention is on Ryan Stepien his first ever OHL goal and now all of a sudden the Oshawa Generals are only down by one and there's still a minute and 46 left on the clock this can be done the whistles the game starts Zachary Papuzakis begins the play in the net the Generals get control of it. Papuzakis heads to the bench for the extra attacker. And while they're making that change, a little bit of misconfusion in the neutral zone. And it's Logan Morrison, who has four assists on the night, sprung on a breakaway, sprung on a breakaway with an empty net. And he puts it in. His fifth point of the night, the insurance goal that Hamilton needed. And Oshawa was not able to come back with only... That was a minute and 11 left when they made it... Um, sorry, 6-4. Oshawa was not able to mount a comeback at that point. And Hamilton snaps the Generals' two-game winning streak. They win it 6-4. A disappointing loss for the Oshawa Generals again. Three quick goals there in the third period by the Hamilton Bulldogs. Really took a lot of the life out of the building. And um, they did a great job to to fight back by goals by Torrance and stepping in with his hat trick. I mean, it's disappointing when your first ever OHL hat trick happens in a loss, but that's just kind of how it happened in this one for Stepien. I'm sure at the end of the day, he's still pretty proud of himself for that accomplishment. He leads the team with 14 goals now. And that's where we sit. That's where we sit at the moment. Let's take a look at the standings before we talk about the trade and obviously Callum Ritchie. The division standings to me are, are a little interesting but I'd like to look at the, the overall Eastern Conference standings because that's really what is going to determine not only you know playoff seeding and playoff matchups. North Bay continues to lead the Eastern Conference at a record of 13-7-1-1 day of the, the day I'm recording this, which is Thursday morning. The date would be December 2nd. So as of December 2nd in the morning, these are the standings. This will obviously change possibly by the time you even listen to this podcast. But... Then Hamilton sits in second with a 12-5-1-2 record, followed by... And then this is where it gets interesting, because third place, which is Kingston, and seventh place, seventh place, which is where your Oshawa Generals sit, there's only a four-point difference. There are one, two, three, four, five teams there within four points of each other. And Oshawa's got game in hands, got, got has three games in hand on the Ottawa 67s, who sit in fifth place with 24 points. Oshawa, 21 points, seventh place, 9-7-1-2. This is going to be a huge month for them. As it stands right now, they're in a playoff spot. They're four points up on the Sudbury Wolves with three games in hand of the on the Sudbury Wolves. And they're in the Sudbury is in ninth. So that's the team that is outside of the playoffs looking to get in. They're a whole four points up on them with three games in hand. So I don't think there's a ton of worry about that right now. But the difference between like a couple wins in a row, Oshawa can find themselves from seventh to fourth or third extremely quickly. 
and they got games against the teams they're trying to catch as soon as this weekend. They visit Kingston on Friday. They're in third place with 25 points. Then they play in Mississauga. This is the only team in the Eastern Conference that the Oshawa Generals have not played yet. The Mississauga Steelheads, they play them for the first time at Paramount Center on Sunday afternoon. Again, Mississauga, same amount of games played, only three points up on Oshawa. So seventh place might look to a lot of fans like, that's the bottom of the, you know, that's not home ice advantage. That's you're playing a top two team in the Eastern Conference, but a couple wins in a row and Oshawa can climb those standings so quickly. So this is a very tight, tight race in the Eastern Conference. And December is going to be a huge month for the Oshawa Generals to prove to their general manager and to their owner and to their coach and everybody in the organization that they can go for it this year. This year, this is a team that can buy. And as of right now, I know a lot of fans, like I said, might look at these standings and go seventh place. What, what we're, we're playing Hamilton in the first round. Hamilton's got home ice advantage, but we are not that far back from a lot of these teams with games in hand on some of these teams. And the points are, you know, it's just so close. It's so close right now. I would, I would caution people to, to get too down on this team. Not yet. This is a very good hockey team and they have room to climb the standings and climb them soon. Now, they did complete a trade the other day. They sent overage forward Ty McSorley to the London Knights in exchange for a 10th round pick in 2023. The pick, it's a pick. We won't know what that pick is for not, probably not, a, well, obviously not a couple years what that pick will be. But Ty McSorley, I mean, I have not yet. I've never had the chance to speak personally to Ty McSorley. But from what I've heard from his teammates, he was a heart and soul type of player. And by the way he played on the ice, I couldn't agree more. He did everything you want out of a heart and soul type of player. He finished his checks. He blocked shots. He stuck up for his teammates. You could hear him even from where I sit in the building. You can hear him always supporting his teammates, making sure he's yelling out man on man on making sure his players are aware of what's going on on the ice. He's the perfect heart and soul guy. And I can tell you right now, London is going to be thrilled with what they're getting in time mix early. And yeah, I just I know a lot of the players on the team really liked him, and I'm sure they're sad to see him go. But um, as an overager, the Generals have some overage players on their roster. This might have just been a decision that management felt was necessary to free up some roster spots for some other players. So best of luck to Ty McSorley. He had his career, his best career OHL game earlier this season. I believe it was against the Kingston Frontenacs. He had three assists in that one. So once a general, always a general. Best of luck to Ty McSorley in London. But for the final thing we've got to talk about in this podcast, and it's maybe the thing I'm most excited to talk about, is Callum Ritchie at the Capital City Challenge in Ottawa. This is a four-team tournament, three teams compiled of, of young OHL, WHL, just Canadian hockey players, and the women's national team. This is a, uh, there was a prelim round, you know, a round robin, as I like to call it personally. Um, so, and then a semifinal and then a final. So all in all, Callum Ritchie was on team black and they played five games. Guess how many points he had in those five games? He had 11, 11 points in five games. I believe the only person who had more points than him. Yes, I was right. Was his teammate, um, Benson. They hooked up a couple times with some great goals. And I mean, if Callum Ritchie had not put his name on the map of Hockey Canada, which I'm sure he already had, he emphasized it with this tournament. Two points in the first round robin game, a goal and an assist. The second round robin game, no points, nothing. 
disappointing, right? Well, Callum Ritchie comes back the third game of the round robin, November 29th. Five points, three goals, two assists, the best player on the ice, dominant on both ends. He looks like he's going to be such an amazing player for the Oshawa Generals. I think that if if you're a Gens fan and you are looking at Callum Ritchie just at the end at Generals games, you're already ex- super excited. You look at him at this tournament and you go, you have a franchise-changing player here possibly in Callum Ritchie. Not even possibly, you do. You have a franchise-changing player in Callum Ritchie here. He's putting his name, he's putting his stamp on every game he plays in. And this tournament just em- you know, emphasized it. Two assists in the semifinal game to send Team Black to the finals. They are down by a goal with, not, I'm not even joking, mere seconds on the clock. An offensive zone faceoff. He's taking that faceoff. He wins the faceoff. Benson finds the loose puck and buries it. He's credited with the assist, I believe, on that goal. He wins that crucial faceoff in the dying seconds and sends this game to overtime. Now he has 10 points in five games at this at this point. He's put his name on the map. He's got Hockey Canada's attention. He's one of the best players in this tournament. But that's not enough for young Callum Ritchie. As in overtime, he capitalizes on a turnover, is sprung on a breakaway, and wins the tournament for Team Black. Five goals, six assists in five games played. Callum Ritchie was spectacular in this tournament. And I'm sure that Todd Miller and the rest of the Oshawa Generals are just itching for him to get back into their lineup because he is such an impactful offensive player. He's good on both ends of the ice. Todd Miller talks about that all the time. You know, we as fans, a lot of the time, just look at the offensive stats, the offensive points while he's scoring these many goals. He's getting this many assists, but he's a great two-way player. He really is. And he showed that in this tournament and your two-way, your best defense leads to good offense and the way he plays not only with the puck but without the puck leads him he reads plays so well he finds open ice better than most players i've ever seen at his age and this is a special special kid doing special things at the 2021 capital city challenge and he'll be back in the oshawa generals lineup hopefully very very soon because they're gonna need him in december as this is like i said earlier a massive month for the oshawa generals this is a a, a great month shoots them up the standings a poor month, and maybe there are some questions. But honestly, that's about it. I want to thank you all for listening to the third episode of the Gens Nation podcast. Moving forward for the Oshawa Generals, like I said, they begin now a bit of a road trip. I believe it's a four-game road trip, starting off in Kingston on Friday night and then in Mississauga on Sunday. We'll be back at Tribute Community Center later this month for a couple games. We hope to see you there, including on new year's day that'd be great to see a big turnout for that game but thank you all for listening we'll be back in two weeks for episode four of the gens nation podcast my name is justin walters thank you all so much for listening go gens go and we'll see you next time